Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio Podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. Well, hi, everyone. I'm glad to be back up and running and we give God praise. Uh, We're going to have a fantastic time in the Word of God today. Amen. Well, first of all, let's bow our head and let's pray before we go on the Word. Father, we want to thank you right now as we go to the Word. Uh, The Word of God is always blessed. The Word of God is always anointed. And the Word works. Thank you, Father God. Help your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank every, every one of you. I appreciate you, love you, and I honor you. So today, I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. I want to talk to you today about how to live and not die when you go through a crisis. I just came through this crisis. The devil tried to kill me. But he failed. And so, but you need to understand that God, his word always works. And I want to share with you what the Apostle Paul said. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Now look at this, what it says here. Trouble which came to us. He, didn't, he did not go looking for trouble but trouble came looking for him. That we were pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much that we despaired even of life. Verse 9 says, and I want you to look at verse 9, but we had the sense of death in ourselves. Now the Greek text says, but we had the answer to death in ourselves. In other words, we were facing a death situation. And sometimes in life, we will face situation which are deadly, just like I faced. Now, I did not know I was going to go through what I went through. I did not expect it. I did not anticipate it. But the Bible says we have the sentence of death. We have the answer to death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead. Verse 10 who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You also helping together by prayer for us that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Now, I want to give you quickly seven points about how to live and not die. And I'm going to use how God delivered me from COVID pneumonia to uh, show you how God will deliver you. And what are some of the keys that you need to have in place? Now, first of all, I want us to go back to what it says. Paul says, for we would not, verse 8, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Number one, it says trouble came to us. Now, Jesus said it like this in John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me that you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. Now, look what Jesus said. In the world, you're going to have some tribulation. Paul says, trouble came looking for us. Now, Jesus didn't stop there. He says, but be of good cheer, 
for I have overcome the world. Then the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 4, For verily, when we were with you, we told you before that we should suffer tribulation. In other words, this is nothing strange. Even as it came to pass, and you know. Peter said it this way, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though something strange has happened unto you. So here's the point. The point is, we don't go looking for trouble, but trouble came looking for us. And sometimes in your life, trouble will come looking for you. Now, why is that? We don't go looking for trouble, but at certain times in our lives, we know we will face tough times because we have an adversary called call the devil. We have an enemy, and his job is to attack you. The enemy wants to attack you. He attacked me with COVID pneumonia, where I couldn't breathe, okay? So the reason why I was attacked is because Jesus already warned me that we would go through some attacks. And I need you to be aware of that, that at some point in your life, everything may be going smooth right now. And of course, you've got to keep your switch of faith turned on all the time. But at some point, the enemy will try you. He's not really after you. He's after your faith. Okay? So I need you to be aware that trouble will come. But it's nothing new. Jesus said we, the trouble will come because we have a, uh, an enemy, an adversary. All right? Now, the word adversary is the word antidikos, which means he will take away your right. He wants to deny you your rights. He wants to deny you your healing. He wants to deny you your prosperity. He wants to deny you your, um, your, <clears throat> your inheritance. But if you stay with God's word and you stay in faith and you don't look back, but look to Jesus, you will have the victory. That's why the Bible says, but now thanks be unto God who always, everybody say always, say it again, say it again, come on now, raise your voice with me, always, now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Amen. I hope you can hear my voice loud and clear. Anyway, so number one, trouble came looking for them. So I want you to live not in fear, but live with the understanding that the enemy is working behind the scene to try to get to you. But you need to keep your switch of faith turned on. So number one, trouble came to us. Number two, in verse 9, it says, going back to 2 Corinthians 1, verse 9, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves. The Greek text says, but we had the answer to death. In other words, Paul said, I was facing a deadly situation. Satan had death on his mind, but I already had the answer to death. And you need to understand that at some point in your life, when the enemy comes to attack you with a sickness or with whatever situation that you're going through, with some kind of bad news that you hear, that you've already got the answer. 
Can you lift up your hands with me and sit with me? I've already got the answer. Say this with me. Say, death, I've already got the answer. What's the answer? Jesus is the answer. He's the life. So point number two, we have the answer to any deadly situation. Any deathly situation that you're going through, <clears throat> that the enemy seems to want to take your life out, you already got the answer. What's the answer? But we have this sense of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. In who? In God. Lift up your hand and say, I trust in God. Say it again. I trust in God who raises the dead. Verse 10, who delivered us from so great a death and he does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So lift up your hands with me and say with me, I believe in God and I believe that God has already delivered me from this deadly situation. Can you say amen? And he will deliver again. In other words, if God did it before, he will do it again. Number three. Now, let me tell you something about number three. They induced me uh, into a coma. Now, while they induced me into a coma, I had my, my phone with me. Now, this phone is amazing. <clears throat> Thank God. I just took it with me. And I told, I told them, do not switch off this phone. This is my phone. Live it on. And I had it on the Bible. And after that, I had it on teaching uh, Brother Copeland. I, now, I grew up with Brother Copeland from the age of 14. So I only knew what I knew and I reverted to what I know. And I knew, when they induced that coma, the Bible tells you this. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? So I want to take point number three. You gotta have a strong spirit. You gotta have a strong spirit. You do not build your house in a storm. You build your house before the storm comes so that your house is storm ready. And I was thinking about this before there were because I was, they were telling me all kinds of things. And the devil was trying to bombard my brain. But my knew my spirit was strong. So the Bible tells you in Proverbs 18 and verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Lift up your hands with me and sit with me. Say, my spirit man built upon the word, built upon faith, will sustain me in infirmity. But a wounded spirit, a weak and a broken spirit will be his demise. That's what the Hebrews say. You do not build a house in a storm. You do it before a storm. Now lift up your hands with me and say this with me. A strong spirit is a sustainer. A weak spirit will be our demise. Now where did I get that? When go back to Proverbs 18 the spirit of a man will sustain. Now say this with me. Say the Holy Spirit in my spirit will sustain me. Say my spirit fed upon the word. My spirit fed upon faith. 
my spirit fed will sustain me. <coughs> Psalm 77, verse 6. Paul, uh, <coughs> the, the, the great psalmist says, I call to remembrance my song in the night, and I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. My spirit made diligent search. Now, while I was in the hospital, and uh, while I, before they induced, induced me into a coma and everything, all I kept remember, my spirit kept saying this, kept quoting Romans chapter 8, the greatest chapter in the Bible, but that particular verse, if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body by spirit that dwelleth in you. And that's what I kept believing, that the same Holy Ghost, the same Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, He will quicken, He will make alive my mortal body. That's one of the greatest healing verse in the Bible. Now, so I want to tell you this. Failure in life is due to failure in your spirit man. Not developing and training your human spirit. Psalms 143, look what it says here, verse 7. <clears throat> hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Can you hear that? My spirit faileth. Going back to Proverbs 18 and, 8, and verse 14, the spirit of a man, the strong spirit of a man, will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded or a weak spirit will be his demise. So the question I want to ask you is this, do you have a strong spirit or is your spirit failing? Or do you have a weak spirit? You got to have a strong spirit. Number four, now before I go to number four, lift up your hands with me. I will build my spirit man. I will feed my spirit every day. I believe it was F.F. Bosworth uh, that said this. It's amazing how we feed our bodies three hot meals a day, but we feed our spirit man one cold snack a week. You can't do that. You got to be in the Word every day. Now, point number four, and, and, and this is very important. You know, in the, in the uh, hospital room where I was in, they gave me a little remote control and everything where you can call for help, call for water, uh, whatever you need, but also a TV. A TV, uh, you can have a TV there. Number four, the TV was not switched on. Not one time. Okay, the TV was not switched on, but my phone was switched on with teaching and Bible. That's called the law of receiving. I did not put TV on because you got to create and choose and create the atmosphere that you need. You cannot afford to be listening to all kind of junks, uh, junk from TV that will pour fear, that will pour unbelief, that will pour death, that will pour uh, trepidation into your heart. No, 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 no. I did not turn that TV on at all. I did not want to hear anything from the world. I thank God for my phone. I had YouTube on this. And all I kept doing was listening to 
teaching. Now, here's the law of receiving. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend unto my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life <clears throat> to those that find them and health. Now the word health is the Hebrew word mape, which means medicine. God's word is medicine to my flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issue of life. So point number four, do not turn on the world. Do not let the world talk to you. I did not for one minute turn on the TV or cut on the radio. No, 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 no. All I had was either the Bible playing in my ear or Brother Copeland uh, talking to me all the time. And now I'll tell you what happened. That's called the law of receiving. While I was in that coma, sometime I was so, I'll tell you more about it next week. Uh, I saw myself floating and out of body experience. But Brother Copeland is now 85 years old, I guess. He's got an old, scraggly voice. And he kept talking to me, kept talking. And between him and the word, it was like electricity going into my spirit, going into my spirit. And I could hear him said, you're going to make it. And he was teaching on healing, teaching on faith. You're going to make it. You will, you, will pull out, you will pull out of this. Faith will see you through. Between that and the Bible speaking to me, it was like <clears throat> divine current, divine electricity going through my spirit man. This is why when you are in a crisis moment, you've got to create the environment of faith. You've got to create that atmosphere of faith. Are you listening? So switch off the world and switch on to God's word. Can you lift up your hands and say with me, I will switch off the world. I will switch off fear. I will switch off trepidation, bad news, hopelessness. But I will switch on to the word of the living God. You got to have somebody talking to you all the time, the word. The word works. Can you lift up your hands with me and say, the word works. Number five, and that's so important. We needed, I needed prayer support. Going back to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 11, it says, you also helping together by prayer for us. You know, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, he says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Uh, <clears throat> verse 3, with all praying also for us. Paul kept saying, pray for us. Now, <clears throat> if you read all over the New Testament, you'll see the Apostle Paul says, brethren, pray for us. Strive together with prayers. There is power, number five, in united prayer. There's power uh, in prayer support. So I know that uh, Miss Sandy and Pastor Kent and others and those of you in Jacksonville were doing prayer rallies, prayer rooms, and people all over the world were praying for me. There's power in united prayer. One shall put a thousand to flight, two ten thousand, 
But imagine the people praying and praying. People were praying in London. People were praying in France. People were praying in uh, Switzerland. People were praying in Mauritius. People were praying in Australia. People were praying in Nigeria. People were praying in South Africa. And I tell you what, there is power. There's power when we pray. You remember that when James was decapitated, the church began to pray for Peter. The church began to pray. So it's not a time now to track back and to step back from prayer. No, 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 no. We've got a great victory, but we've got to pray more. Paul said that you strive together with me in prayer. You also helping in prayer. Lift up your hands and say with me. Say, prayer help. Say it again. Prayer helps. Say it again, please. Prayer help. Point number six, quickly, please. Keep your mind on the word. Set your mind on the word. Colossians chapter three and verse two says, set your mind, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Did you hear what Paul says? Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on the word of my, on the word of God. You gotta have a word mindset. You've got to become miracle minded. In the midst of death, you've got to think life. In the midst of sickness, you've got to think healing. In the midst of uh, poverty, you've got to think prosperity. Set your mind, set your heart, set your thinking upon the word of God. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed, transform, transit, formation by the renewing of your mind. Can you lift up your hands and say with me, I'm renewing my mind with the word of God. You see, my friend, renewing your mind is simply making the logos to become your logic. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, when I renew my mind, I've made the Logos, God's Word, to become my logic. See, the problem with many of us, we have what is known as logismos, which is the logic of the cosmos, the logic of the world. We think like the world, we talk like the world. You may be in church and you still think like the world. No, this is why you've got to think like the Word. This is why we take our time to teach you the Word of God. The Word works. Can you lift up your hands and say with me, the word works. Say it again, please. The word works. So set your mind upon the word of God. My mind all the time was in Romans chapter 8. If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead, he shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So set your mind on the word. And it's good to have people around you. I know Rosie was there with me. She, even when I was out of it, I'll tell you more about it next week. She will lift up my hands and make me confess the word of God. It's good to have a <clears throat> good family support. My brothers will call me and talk to me. I know Miss Sandy was praying for me. I know Barry was praying for me. I know Kent was praying for me. I know Avi was praying for me. Listen, guys, I'm so grateful to you. And I want to bring you to point number seven. Keep the prayer, keep the word, and keep the faith pressure on. 
keep the prayer, keep the word, and keep the faith pressure on. When we go through crisis, that's not the time to back down from the word. That's not the time to back down from prayer. That's not the time to, to back down uh, from, from faith. No, 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 no. We push into faith. We press into faith. We press into the word. We press into praise. We press into worship. Now, I'll tell you what I did. While I was there, now, I would go back and find the songs when I was a kid that would boost my faith, that would uh, trigger hope into my life. And I would put them again, listen to like Brother Copeland again, uh, music-wise, some different songs and so forth and so on. Uh, Phil Driscoll, there's a song called The Magnificat. <clears throat> amazing, amazing songs. Just to worship God. I'm not into... Uh, worship entertainment. I am into worshiping God, worshiping God. So you got to keep that prayer, keep that word, and keep that faith pressure on. Like I told my wife before, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. It's not the time to cry and to bawl and squall when you're going through a crisis. If you want to cry, cry after you've already when you get the victory in your hands and you manifest, then you can, you can do all the crying you want to. But in the midst of that, of that storm, keep that prayer, keep that word, and keep that faith pressure on. Keep your faith of, uh, your switch of faith turned on. Can you lift up your hands with me and say this with me? I will keep my switch of faith turned on. I will keep my word turned on. I will keep my prayer turned on. Amen. Can you say amen? Now, I want to encourage you. Now, uh, this week what I'm doing is working on my body strength, uh, some leg therapy, and then um, to get my breathing right so I can keep, uh, keep walking around. Okay. Now, I just want you to know the word works. Can you lift up your hands? Say, victory in Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, I've got the victory in Jesus. Say, the word works. The word of God will always work. I'll tell you more next week about it. Now, while I was there, uh, the Lord spoke to me, and I'm going to write a new book, How to Live and Not Die. How God Delivered Me from COVID Pneumonia. God is faithful. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I want to thank you for my friend. I want to thank you for my, uh, the people that you've given me. I love them so much, oh God. And I thank you right now. We know that we triumph in Christ. We know that the word of God works. Father, I pray for my friend today watching me. Now today, if you're not born again, if you do not know Jesus, as your Savior and as your Lord. It is a command from God that every man must be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. It is not optional. You must be born again. There's only one Savior, and his name is Jesus. And I want to lead, him to, I want to lead you to Jesus today. So <clears throat> if you're ready, lift up your hands. It's a simple prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come before you today as a sinner. 
Forgive me of my sins today. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead for my justification. Today, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord. I receive Christ into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need healing right now, Father, heal my friend today. Heal my brother today. Heal my sister today. In Jesus' name. I look again to be with you. I love you. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Faith Lift Radio Podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glenarecchion.org.